Don't look back because the market is closed. Good Tuesday afternoon, everyone. Tyler Harridge here with you for today's VRA Investing Podcast. We got another one of the many rotation days that we've seen over the last few weeks or so. Talked about it uh, a good amount on last week's podcast as well. But yesterday, we saw the NASDAQ and tech finishing higher while all of our other major indexes finished lower. And today, it was the exact reverse of that. All of our major indexes finished higher except for the NASDAQ. That was our one laggard on the day today. And we could see a little bit of this, more of this rotation out of tech as we head up to the end of August where the Fed has their annual Jackson Hole meeting. Ahead of that meeting right now, rates have been slightly back on the rise. They dipped below their 200-day moving average in mid-July. The 10-year yield has now gotten back above that technical level today, up 1.9% to a 1.34 for the 10-year yield. Again, a lot of anticipation about what is going to happen at the Fed's Jackson Hole meeting here, taking place, that takes place August 26th through 28th. Just a lot of speculation out there right now from analysts expecting the Fed will announce at least a timeline of when they will begin tapering. Uh, it's surprising how many analysts believe that it's going to happen before the end of 2021 here. <laughs> if you heard Kip's podcast yesterday, you know our view. Not going to happen in 2021 and increasingly unlikely that they'll begin tapering in 2022. And right, just like that, the analysts start coming out with their predictions. Morgan Stanley's Mike Wilson, their chief investment officer, was on Bloomberg this morning and actually said, there is no one that doesn't expect the Fed to taper their QE in 2022. Uh, saying there's, a, there's no one or no thing or never is always a, a bold call. Uh, so let me just go ahead and say that we'll, we'll we'll take the other side of that. We don't see the Fed raising rates in 2022, and that's for one simple reason, midterm elections. Now, they might raise rates after the midterms. That's a possibility. So if that's what he's saying, they could at the end of 2022, maybe, maybe. We'll have to see how, what happens and where we are at that time. But if you look back, on the last uh, 20 to 30 years of Fed policy, the Fed has become increasingly friendly to the Democratic Party. Remember, the Fed raised rates all of one time during Obama's eight years in office. In Trump's first two years, the Fed raised rates eight times, causing the, the Christmas Eve kind of flash crash of 2018 uh, flash crash isn't the right word, but the sell-off that we got was big. Uh, then, of course, you can't forget that they also raised rates 17 times, straight times at that, under George W. Bush, directly contributing to the financial crisis. It was right to the lead-up there, right when companies began defaulting on debt, uh, homeowners began defaulting on their debt. But that also had another major impact besides the financial crisis. 
well, the financial crisis also contributed to it as well. It helped ensure that Obama would beat McCain. Now, that's speculation, but that's what happened. If you look at it objectively, how do you see it many other ways? It's really tough to say that that there wasn't at least some thought that went into that over there as well. But the Fed, they want to protect the interests of their ruling class. You see it all the time, whether it's Janet Yellen getting paid incredible amounts for digital speaking fees, not even going to events, and then becoming Treasury Secretary after being the Fed chair. (laughs) Talk about a conflict of interest, but that's how they take care of each other. The system takes care of their own. I would not be surprised at all. I'm sure many of you saw uh, Governor Cuomo resign today. I would not be shocked in the next few years to see him at some sort of new position in Washington as this kind of blows over. Uh, you know, people have short memories. Uh, and really, it'll probably be just a few of us saying, does nobody remember what happened just a few years ago? Not to mention the sexual allegations stuff, sexual misconduct stuff. What about the nursing homes? Uh, anyway, I'm not going to get too far off topic there. But again, I wouldn't be surprised at all if that happened. Uh, so again, we don't see any chance that the Fed, or really, if the Fed sees any chance that tapering would hurt the Democratic Party's chances in the midterms in 2022, which already a lot of talk out there about how it doesn't look good for the Democratic Party already. But if the Fed were to start Q, uh, start tapering their QE and it happened to lead to a little bit of a market sell-off or a, an economic pause, they would stop, they would shut that down immediately. And there's really a slim chance of that even happening because they don't even want to come near the idea that that could, be, could happen. So... That's the reason we don't see tapering as possible in 2022 here. What is more likely, in our view, is that this fear of tapering continues to be the dominant theme leading up to the end of this month. We just hit all-time highs today, so maybe a little early for that, and we're only, you know, 17 days away from this meeting, but if, if... this theme continues to play out, rates rise, you know, maybe we get a little bit of a sell-off, 5% or so, then that would be the time to act right after Jackson Hole or maybe just right before when we essentially know they're not going to start tapering. It's going to be, like Kip said yesterday, a bit of a sell the rumor, buy the news event. So the opposite of, of what it usually is And if it plays out that way, what we're seeing right now, it could be the best buying opportunity heading into the end of 2021 for our markets. You want to be invested going into the end of this year. If the Fed, when the Fed comes out and says that they don't, they still don't have a timeline for when they're going to start tapering. Uh, That'd be the the easiest way for them to pass the buck. They don't even have to talk about tapering that much. Just say, yeah, we're we're thinking about it, but we don't have a timeline, much like they've done for the last few months or so in the FOMC meetings. But all right, so looking at our markets on the day today, it was a bit of a slow day, not a whole lot of economic news, a few earnings reports, 
but really, we are in some of the slowest weeks of the year for the market. A lot of Wall Street on vacation right now, wrapping up the end of summer here. But that didn't stop our market from hitting all-time highs today. We had an all-time high from the S&P and the Dow today. We were led by the Dow, up 0.46% to 35,264. We were followed there by the Russell 2000, up two-tenths of 1% to 2,239. Next up was the S&P 500, up one-tenth of 1%. Again, that uh, hitting another all-time high today at 4,436. And lastly, the NASDAQ down about half a percent on the day today to 14,788. We also saw all time highs today from the Russell 1000 and 3000. So weren't big up days or anything like that, but still showing the strength of this market as we continue to hit all time highs here. Uh, but back to the, 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 Tech names and the bond yields rising. All of the FANG names finished lower today. But again, not a big day. The semis finished down as well. But really small moves lower today. Uh, so nothing to be panicked about yet. Again, we'd love to see a little bit of a sell-off to be a buying opportunity ahead of that meeting. And bond yields here, we've talked about it all year doesn't really worry us that much. We saw earlier this year people freaking out about bond yields on the rise. It was going to decimate tech. Uh, tech's rally was over and it was this rotation back into value. But what we're seeing right now looks a lot like an oversold bounce. The 10-year the fell pretty far, pretty fast, and we still don't have any evidence that the Fed will be raising rates anytime soon. Uh, so again, just a little bit of panic that we're seeing in the tech world right now, but in our view, must be looked at as buying opportunities going forward. Looking at our internals on the day, we would have liked to see a little bit better readings, but on a day with the NASDAQ down like today, really not bad at all. We got good readings, positive across the board from the NYSE, uh, but a little bit mixed to negative on the NASDAQ today. Advancing stocks did beat out declining stocks on the NYSE. Unable to get to positive territory for the NASDAQ. New 52-week highs lows were our winner on the day today. Coming in over 3-1 to one positive on the NYSE and positive on the NASDAQ as well. And lastly here, volume came in positive on the NYSE. A little bit weaker than it was earlier in the session. We were, excuse me, volume was up over two to one positive for the NYSE earlier in the session, but did come back negative for the NASDAQ. Looking at our sectors on the day, we finished with eight out of our 11 S&P 500 sectors higher on the day. We're led by energy. Oil had a big move. I'll get to that here in a second. Followed by materials, industrials, and then financials hitting an all-time high today on XLF, the financial ETF. Just barely, uh, not much of an all-time high, but we'll take it. Um, as you know, we don't really have any love for this group or the names in it, but still good to see sectors hitting all-time highs. And we saw it from some of the leading names in this group today. Goldman Sachs hitting an all-time high. Capital One hitting an all-time high today as well. And some other 52-week highs from other names also. 
Our laggards on the day were real estate, technology, and healthcare. Also, though, today, news that the infrastructure bill has now made its way through the House. Still has a long way to go in the Senate, but transports were up a big 1.87%. We are looking at that on a chart closely here. You want to see the transports performing well, providing Dow Theory buy signals. We haven't gotten one of those since their all-time high on May 10th, but it does look like they're trying to break out of this downtrend line that we've seen since that all-time high on May 10th. Still, you know, a little bit of work to do to, to really confirm that move. And this bill still has a long way to go in the Senate. Pelosi and other Senate Democrats saying that they wanted a much bigger bill. Uh, so again, a long way to go. It really isn't a very good bill anyway. So we'll see what happens. Regardless of what happens with this infrastructure bill, we want to see the transports begin to improve from here. And really, it, it, you see it a lot in these indexes because they're so heavily weighted to the airlines. And airlines have just continued to get beat up. They were up today, though. Pretty, pretty good moves today from the airlines. But the transport names... Uh, talking about trucking and shipping, uh, all continuing to hit record levels of of uh, capacity as far as record low levels of capacity. So prices going way up for shipping of goods. Uh, continue to see those hitting all-time highs. So it really isn't all bad in the transport sector, but being weighed down by those airline stocks. Then lastly for today, let's take a look at our VRA commodity watch. Gold now slightly up on the day, up 0.17% to $1,729 an ounce. Silver right in the same boat here, up 0.17% as well to $23.30 an ounce. Copper having a nice day today, up 1.37% to $4.34 a pound. And as I mentioned earlier, oil Having a big day today, still below $70 a barrel here, but up 3% now on the day to $68.50 a barrel. And lastly for today, Bitcoin, pretty quiet, uh, still has had an impressive move as of lately and holding on to its 200-day moving average today, up two-tenths of 1% to 45540 a Bitcoin. Folks, that is all that we have time for here today. Please be sure to subscribe to receive our VRA podcast every day at the market close. You can sign up at VRAinsider.com. Click the podcast link at the top, and we'd love to have you with us. Thanks again for tuning in. Until next time, we'll see you back here tomorrow for the close.